The Beer and Pretzel Podcast and Trash Talk Podcast are part of the Buttwide, though, and Podfix Networks. Check them out to hear more content from other great podcasters. This is Trash Talk Podcast. We're a podcast that talks movies, comic books, TV shows, and games all while having a drink. We're back, and we're here to talk some Marvel. And I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Travis. How you doing, Travis? Good. Introductions don't matter. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I try not to ask, like, how are you doing? Because I know how you're doing. We've been hanging out for, like, an hour and a half. So well, I no, always no. hate when podcast hosts ask. So it's like a waste of time. Well, no, I thought you introduced yourself, and then I introduced myself. I thought that's how it was. Yeah, working. I guess. We haven't recorded in, like, three weeks, so I'm yeah, a little rusty. Well, so, we recorded this last three because we just haven't done a trash talk in three weeks. That's true. So in this, like, all our episodes, we get drunk a little bit. And we talk geek culture things. This week, we're talking Marvel. We're not talking Eternals. I don't know. It's something we're going to talk about, but I'm at the point where I'm having a little bit of Marvel fatigue. Even though this Eternals movie does look interesting, a little bit different. I haven't been in a huge rush to go out and see it. Apparently, it's the worst reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. Not like that really matters of any Marvel movie. That includes like movies that people really don't like, like... Thor 2, uh, the Hulk movie, which I think is not that bad. Uh, Iron Man 2, people generally don't like. I think it's kind of trashy or kind of a waste of a movie. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Iron Man 3. Well, Iron Man 3 was the one I didn't care for, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Iron Man 3. But, yeah, I don't know. People have been saying that they went to see Eternals, and they're like, yeah, it's not as bad as what people say. It's different, but it's not necessarily bad. But I haven't really heard a ton of people say, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You have to go out of your way to see it. But what when you saw the trailer for the first time, because I just showed it to you a couple of minutes ago because you haven't seen it, which might be good to go in to see that movie without knowing anything about it. But even still, I don't know anything about it because I don't know these characters in the comics. And the trailer, good on it, doesn't show a ton. What do you think about the trailer? Uh, So I've seen a few episodes of the actual like TV show. And, like, comparing it to that, it's, like, way better quality and stuff. And it looks very nice. I will say, like you said, it, the the director went for, like, kind of more of a, I guess, as you said, artsy style. Yeah. Um, And that seemed to work really well. But I just don't know, like, what story, like, it's got going behind it. So that I don't really know. Other than the fact that they're, like, saving people. They're becoming, like, the new Avengers. Which I don't understand. We don't need new Avengers. We have another Avengers. We don't need another one. Yeah, from my but, understanding, they're kind of like demigods that have been forced to stay out of the limelight and not interact, kind of like the Watcher does. Witness and don't interact, but now for some reason they have to step in and help us. Yeah, well again, this seems to all take place after the event. The first Avengers team has basically been disbanded, either killed off or um, went back to their home planet like Thor. Or actually, no, Thor is on Earth. Who's I thinking of? Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, one of them went back home. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, but so like in the TV show, it was kind of like uh, a bit like Agents of Shield, where was they lived on the moon, but they came to Earth. That's Inhumans. You're thinking about that was Eternals. Nope, that was Inhumans, which was a movie that was supposed to happen, and they decided to make it as a TV show, The Inhumans, which oh. they're very similar in concept because they're a royal family, kind of like the Eternals is a large group that's kind of like a family. And they're also very powerful beings, 
similar name too, so you're not like 100% wrong, but you're also wrong. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, the Inhumans. Okay, that's why I didn't see the big dog. Okay, that makes yeah, no much more sense now. Yeah. Okay, because the rest of the characters seem pretty much the same. Kings, Queen, yada, yada, yada. I just mm. didn't see the dog. Okay, that makes much more sense now. Okay, so they're their own thing. Yeah, so the Inhumans are kind of like a version of the X-Men. That something happened to them and they were kind of born with powers. They evolved to the point where they kind of like been given powers. But they live in the moon, sort of. Or they do. I don't know. I didn't watch the show. I heard it was bad. Yeah. The Eternals, I haven't read anything about the Eternals. I haven't read any of their comics. But they're basically descendants of the Celestials. Oh, how do you pronounce them? Okay, yep. Big space gods. Yep. And basically they're forced to not interact, which is why they weren't in Infinity War and Game or anything okay. like that. But there's always going to be some reason why they weren't there and now they are. Okay, but... Uh... So, but the thing is with them, like, wouldn't they be more, like, universal? Like, the cosmics rather than Earth? Sure. Like, is Earth that important that these children of celestial beings have to come to Earth to save it when we quite literally have a version of the Avengers, even if it's not the main Avengers, and other superheroes? Like, we have, judging by Marvel and DC Comics, we have more superheroes that we know what to do with protecting Earth. Like, why would they, of all people, have to come and save it? That's a good point. I do know from what I've heard that there is some like space elements to this movie, but it's mostly like in a form of like like a post credit scene or whatever. Yeah. But you're right, it's like if you were to have some kind of space based group, this would be the group to do it. Also, yeah. they're based off of a work by uh Jack Kirby, who did a lot of work that he liked to draw very weird looking worlds. Okay. So yep. Actually, uh, for Ragnarok, a lot of the buildings and architecture in that movie was inspired by Jack Kirby's work. With, like, all, like, the intense lines, the different color usage. And, yeah, it's kind of weird how they chose to put it on Earth. But once again, I've not read anything about Eternals. Like, so, I don't really know. But you're right, like, eh, we get a million Earth-based superheroes. Like, put these guys somewhere else. Yeah, genuinely. Like, there are, by the... From what I've seen, at least, like, 50 different worlds that we know of. Or you can shoot it on Earth and just, like, call it some other planet. Yeah. Well, but everything's yeah. got to connect, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, that concept I just don't get. Like, when you have these characters that you could use elsewhere and expand your universe, quite literally expand as far as you want, because the Celestials could quite literally go anywhere in the galaxy... I don't know. what is there anything bigger than the galaxy? I don't know. I yeah, think I, universe is bigger than galaxy. Okay, so the, the universe. Anywhere in the universe, they could go and do whatever they wanted on any planet. Like, And they have a spaceship. In the trailer you just saw, they have like a really big, like, flat spaceship. Yeah, that's quite, like, designed for carrying their whole family and probably more. Anyway, you could go wherever you want to do whatever you want with it. And they chose to do Earth that's been done a million times and will be done a million times more that we don't need to see again and again. <laughs> The only true. thing different is they didn't do New York City, which I was impressed. Yeah, that's true. Also, apparently it was a big deal for Marvel that they shot in locations that are real-life locations. And apparently Kevin Feige showed some of the producers on Marvel the footage. And they were like, son, they're like, how do you get this beautiful green screen footage? And they were amazed when he said they shot it in real locations. Like, yeah, you fuckers. Like, there's places you can shoot that's not just a soundstage. Or New York City. Or New York City. Or yeah. a soundstage that's meant to look like New York City. Yes. But, so I give my hats off to that. 
But this is also not an Eternals review or even really a discussion if we're going to see the movie or not, which I do kind of want to have because I don't know if I want to watch it or not. I've been lazy recently, and everything going to streaming has been killing my mood to go to theaters, which is kind of sad. A little bit, but at the same time, it's still we're still not quite so much out of the the pandemic that we should really be going to theaters because then mm. like you're mingling with more people and interacting. So it's kind of like that fine line. We're almost at the point they shouldn't be open, but because they are, you still kind of want to go. And the theater that's good. playing Eternals is only playing Thursday through Sunday. Mm. And I like to see movies like Monday through Wednesday. So kind of less people my schedule. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm generally less busy. I'm not really doing anything during the week besides working. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, this episode is not about Eternals. It is discussing other comic book trailers that we've been seeing recently, including the new DC Super Pets, new Spider-Man trailer, and a couple of trailers we haven't talked about that came from DC oh. fandom a couple weeks ago. And the big theme of the episode is we're going to be talking about Marvel movies that didn't happen. Okay, that's what I thought this was about. <laughs> I was about to say, where are we? I seem yep. to change topics really quickly. No, we're going to... A little discussion on everything. All right. So... We should probably get into real news and fake news before we get any farther, honestly. Yeah, so as a tease for later in the episode, when we talk about Marvel movies, that never happened. There's a bunch of Marvel movies come out this year by Spider-Man just before it came out this year. Are there some movies that shouldn't have happened? Yeah, maybe, but we're glad we got them. We're going to talk about movies that were planned to happen and just didn't. But before that, let's get into our real news and fake news. Four pieces of news, one of which is fake. Travis has to guess which one's a fake one. Travis, number one, remember the movie The Trench, which we discussed a couple of times on the podcast before. Oh, that was the one that was supposed to take place after uh, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah, where they 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 sh- they actually show us like the bottom of the trench where all those kind of sea monster creatures were. So cool. unfortunately, yeah, you're right, and that was going to be more of a horror based yeah. movie. That movie was canceled. That doesn't surprise me. That's not the real news of fake news. That sadly, that is a real news this time that it was canceled, which is a shame. The real news of fake news is that James Wan, the director said that the canceled trench movie was secretly a black Manta movie. Oh, Oh, that would make much more sense. Cause like he probably has some sort of base that would involve the trench. He's got uh, the only submarine in the world that could go that far. And it would make sense. Cause like the trench is those monsters, but like you can't make a whole movie around those monsters. They don't speak. Yeah. So yeah, that would make a lot of sense, and that would have been cool. That would have been because you love Black Manta as a character. Um, I like him; he's pretty decent. So yeah, I think that would have been awesome. But it's a shame. Yeah, the fact that they canceled, and also like we don't really get that many. We've like horror based. I don't think we've gotten really any besides uh, whatever that one was that we got that we didn't like. New Mutants. Yeah, that one. I thought it was okay. It was all right, but it wasn't like horror. horror. Like no. it wasn't scary enough in my. It opinion. was very PG thirteen. Yeah, now, I would even say it was hard PG thirteen. No, it was layered light. Yeah, I mean, there's only like two scenes. I was like vaguely raised my heartbeat a little bit. If you watched the movie on yeah. Hulu, scary stories to tell in the dark. That movie's PG thirteen, and at times it very much feels like rated R. And even when they couldn't go full radar, the tension, the suspense, building up to the scare was enough to make it a scary movie, even without making Radar. New Mutants was not that. No. Number two, we can't have real news to fake news trials without some sort of Disney news. Oh, yeah. You want to guess what it is this time? A Marvel-related news, a Star Wars-related news, a Disney uh, 
you know, animated turn to live action related news. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say just Disney animated in general, like not turn to live action, just Disney animated news. So you're wrong. Second of all, it is Disney movies can turn to live action. Disney animated game turned live action. So you're partially right. Gal Gadot is going to be the queen, the evil queen, in Disney's new Snow White movie. Okay. <laughs> um, didn't they already do... Oh, no, I guess they haven't done Snow White. No. no wait. Okay, there have been live action Snow Whites. They weren't done by Disney. All right, Uh. cool. Yeah. Uh, surprised, disappointed... I mean, she doesn't really... I don't know if she fits the bill. I, I don't remember the, the evil queen. I remember her being a witch in Snow White. Yeah, I remember her being like a ugly, short, like crony type of witch. Yeah, but, but I think that was a costume. She, I think she oh. was supposedly like much prettier or supposed to be like the prettiest woman in the, in the kingdom. Well, apparently this is based off the Grimm Brothers' original story of Snow White, not necessarily the Which Disney story of Snow White. Still haven't seen that, so don't know. Yeah, Anything. it's the original, the original authors around these fairy tales, and their stories were usually much darker than the Disney adaptations. Which this is why, is, but this is a Disney movie, right? It is, but it's taken more of that. But they're probably going to Disneyfy it. Yeah, probably. And this guy Galadriel, Gal, whatever. Can't say her <laughs> name. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Can't say our name, doesn't matter, that's fair. Number three, we also can't have a real news and fake news without some, at least a little bit of news from Zack Snyder. Oh, God, that's been a theme recently. So, uh, War Brothers, friends with Zack Snyder, they are developing a live-action Dragon Ball series with him, not necessarily maybe produce, um, directing it, but at least producing it. <sighs> Your favorite topics, anime and Zack Snyder. Fuck off. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I love certain anime. But live action anime has never, in my opinion, really worked. Speaking of which, I forgot to ask you about this, Travis. I haven't watched it yet. You said you saw some episodes. How's the new Cowboy Bebop? Okay. So I should make an exception to this rule because that does work. Mm. My only problem with it is... It very much follows the story and storyline of the animated series. Like, it feels like an exact copy. And I kind of wish they'd either made it, like, a second season where it continues the story or just kind of made it its own thing. Because, like, it just feels like I watched the animated show, and if I watch this, it feels like the exact same thing. But it is good, nonetheless. Is it good because it follows the show so closely? Or no, is it no, just no. Good? Honestly, the characters okay. are good. The writing is pretty decent because it's not like the exact same, of course. Uh, mm. This is uh, made by uh, English-speaking people. Yeah. So, uh, no Japanese writing. Um, and so the, the dialogue works, the characters really work, and the people they got to play the characters are awesome, in my opinion. And the scenes. Like, honestly, the scenes are amazing. Like, some of the CGI they use is really, really good. So I do like it. I just, as I said, I wish it was either a second season to the first the original animated show or like kind of its own thing. Like just took liberties from Do them. they take the jazz? My favorite part of Cowboy Bebop was the jazz in it. There is jazz, but it's kind of, it fades into the background a lot, mm. unfortunately, because it's um like for the fight scene, they actually use a lot of jazz, which I like, but like a lot of it is he's kind of listening through his headphones as we are now. So you'll hear it muffled. Like if you could hear it. Oh, okay. So the characters listen to jazz. Yes. Oh, huh, that's interesting. 
So yeah, but they do use jazz and the a lot of maybe not jazz itself, but like jazz esque music, like with saxophones and stuff. Mm. And that'll be like for like battle scenes when they have like really dramatic music. They'll have a lot of that. So it does work and it's good. And it is the one exception. I don't want to get too far into this because we're supposed to be talking about Dragon Ball. Yeah, Dragon and Ball. Have you ever seen the live action movie? I know I've not. It's actually. freaking horrible. I saw enough honest trailers and pitch meetings from it that yeah. I kind of know it and it looks like shit. So I'm not going to ever watch it. But yeah, it looks bad. Yeah. And so that's and I'm not saying Zack Snyder is a bad director, or bad writer or anything. I just don't think he should make anything and for anime or like superhero esque. Should do you think a different director can pull this off or is this something that they should leave dead in the water for any director? I mean, again, it's that whole, I'm sure there's a director out there that can pull off. They pulled off for so far anyway, uh, cowboy bebop mm. from what I've seen. Again, I haven't made it through the whole show show, but it's that whole thing. It's, I don't think him in particular could pull it off. And I don't know of a director I've personally seen who I think could. Yeah, that's fair. I think, because Dragon Ball is such a hard thing because it's like a, I forget what they're called, but the the fighting anime. Yeah. Uh, shonen. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but is a lot of fighting and a lot of very dramatic, like they do the power-up sequences where like you see somebody get really strong really quick by having some sort of, I think they call it chi or something, mm. where like they just have this like essence or magical force that makes them like inhuman. I think Dragon Ball is too cartoony also to adapt to live action. It really is, which I think that's what they were going for when they made the live action movie, which didn't work. So I think that's part of it. It's it is, it's very comedic and very cartoony in that. Yeah, because they have like monkey tails and just like all their hairstyles and costumes are just they work for animation as like a Sunday morning cartoon, probably not live action. Yeah, and I think that's why it was one of the more popular, like Americanized ones. Like Dragon Ball was a big one when I was a kid, and was the only anime I'd heard of at the time. I didn't even hear about any other ones until I got a little bit older. So I think that's what kind of sold it. Cause it felt more like an American style, like cartoon, like Sunday morning cartoon. Yeah. Even though it was definitely anime. Um, but yeah. And I just, I don't, again, I don't know personally of a director I've seen that I think could make it work. And I definitely don't think Zack Snyder can do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see his dark edgy, way of pulling it off and this is gonna be a series or a movie series so okay. that's better than a movie yeah but i mean if you go by dragon ball series that was one of the longest running i think they went over 900 episodes mm. i don't think they want to go that far with the live action because that's a which, lot of money uh i think they announced uh one piece uh netflix cast recently oh netflix wants to do one piece live yeah. action oh that could be fun as a live action actually now, it is very cartoony, especially in and the beginning. very long. Also very long. But again, a lot of it could be kind of shortened up if they really tried. Because a lot of it is, uh, like, a lot of the fight sequences aren't really in some of the the scenes. aren't, And even full episodes aren't almost necessary because they just, they don't really add anything to the story. They're just there for... Filler episodes. Kind of like filler episodes, but, like, it's basically adventure. So it's it adds to the adventure that you're going on, even if it doesn't add anything to the overall main story arc. Okay. Okay, so if they cut it down to, like, the bare essentials, they might be able to pull it off. Uh, yeah. And again, it could be something where they try to drag it on. It could be, like, Game of Thrones, seven seasons, and they mm. could almost fit most of what One Piece has in it. 
in seven seasons, depending on how long the episodes are and what they put in, what they don't. Speaking of which, I keep going on different tangents. You said seven seasons. The Witcher TV show, the person who's writing that show or whatever, they said that their plan is to do seven seasons, and Henry Cavill did confirm that if they want to do seven seasons, he will stick it out and he will do seven seasons of the show because he's such a devoted gamer. Apparently... He played Witcher on his hardest difficulty during lockdown and beat it. Yeah, like Witcher 3, the longest one or yeah, something like that. Yeah, the longest one, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculously long. I actually, my aunt just started replaying Witcher 3. Really? Just because the second season's coming out. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, But yeah, so uh, mad respect to Henry Cavill if he is up for that. I don't know if they want to do seven seasons of that, though, because what's it there? Three, four games now? Four what? How many Witcher games are there? Uh, Three. There's only three. Okay. Yeah. Can you really make seven seasons out of three games? Unless, I guess... What is the books? It's originally oh. based off the books. Actually, I the shows true. based off more of the books than the games. Oh. For whatever reason, I was thinking it was only a video game. I don't know why I didn't think it was a book. Uh, It's not as popular as like Game of Thrones or anything. But yeah, it is based off books. Oh, okay. Apparently, and- there's also a Netflix... It's never a Netflix thing that came out, but like, there's so much stuff on Netflix that I haven't bothered to see it. There's a Netflix animated show by the guys who did Castlevania... That's set in the Witcher universe. It's like called Witcher Dark Moon or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, is that a movie? It maybe it's a movie. Okay, I think I saw that. Okay. Oh. Well, saw the, the trailer. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet. Anyways, uh wrap this back to uh Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking Dragon Ball. Okay. Yeah. Uh okay. That sounds awesome. All right, move on to the next one. Our fourth and last one is there's gonna be a movie, a musical based on Viagra. Wait, what? <laughs> Like the, the drug Viagra? Yes. The erectile dysfunctional drug. Uh, it's going to be based on the article All Rise, the untold story of the guys who launched Viagra. And it's a musical. All right. Is it just going to be a bunch of half-naked guys with, like, erections popping out of their boxers or something? I hope not. Okay. I mean, that's all I can really imagine. It sounds horrible. How many songs can you make? About Viagra? Yeah. <laughs> uh. How many jingles did they have on the fucking other commercials? Probably at least like six. I don't know. I don't see their commercials. Really? Is this something oh, yeah, that you, gets... don't, you don't watch TV. That's, uh, that's true. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't watched TV in like six, not six years, probably like three. Mm. But yeah, it's been a while since I've watched TV, like actual like TV, TV, like the bullsh crap, the, like antenna based stuff. Like Viagra commercial. Well, TV. yes, I, yeah, that's part of it. Are, anyway, Travis, which was the fake piece of news? We've gone too far. We right, keep uh, going on different topics. Yeah, yeah, we, we're we not any better at this once we don't do it for three weeks. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, list them off. The Trench movie was going to be a secret Black Manta movie. Yep. Gal Gadot was going to be the Queen Snow White. Okay. Uh, TV show of Dragon Ball, but was Zack Snyder producing it, and a untitled Viagra musical. Which one's the fake piece of news and why? So I've learned to not ever bet against Disney, so I'm not going to say anything about the Snow White one. <laughs> Black Manta, Dragon Ball, which I could easily see Zack Snyder trying that. He shouldn't. <laughs> I could see him trying it. And Viagra. Oh, uh, you know, I, I didn't. I heard quite a bit on the trench before it got canceled. Um, I didn't hear anything about the Black Man and Bart, so I guess I'm going to go with that, mm. even though I do think it's still plausible. Makes sense. And, Travis, the fake piece of news in how this game works is, if you guess wrong, big drink. You're already taking that drink. Speaking of which, 
we are drinking very basic. You're being like a basic bro drinking your paps. I'm being a basic bitch drinking this big old thing of wine. So basically when I got out of my house, I realized I didn't bring beer. Like I didn't have beer in my fridge at home. So I was like, oh, I got to go buy beer. And then I went to the store next door that judges me for buying anything besides <laughs> paps and like Bud Light. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go with paps. Oh, yeah, because you went there one time. And what did the guy say? So I bought UFO, mm. uh, the pretty decent brand and like he's like oh uh i don't approve <laughs> no bit this is a guy with no teeth wearing a camo jacket and a really crappy like southern redneck baseball cap thing yeah and blue jeans of course <laughs> and he just looks at me and i don't look all that distant with him except for i still have my teeth yeah that's true but just like and i have a mask on of course but like because like i didn't I didn't want to see his teeth. He should definitely wear a mask. Anyway, but he just looks at me and he says that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's that's fine. I don't give a crap if you don't approve. Yeah, you're my dad. Yeah, and then he goes on about something, how he, he's a redneck, so he only drinks Bud Light and Jack Daniels whiskey. I was like, oh, that's horrible. Especially mixed <laughs> together. That's just nasty. Yeah, that's a horrible combination. Those don't mix at all. No. Huh. That's weird. Anyway, what was the one you bet against? Or four? Oh, wait, no. Oh. The, the trench, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the fake piece of news is no live-action Dragon Ball. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be a thing. Oh, I'm so happy now. You know, someone did share it as a post that was a thing, but I think it was just a trick. Yeah. No, I know it was a trick. Yeah, because it's not happening. Yeah. You looked into it a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully. No, I did. Yeah, it's not happening. Okay. Thank God. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Yeah. So... In this episode, we're going to talk about Marvel movies that did not happen. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know, and we will do a DC version at some point, because there's actually more DC movies that didn't happen than Marvel. So, there are a couple of different things. There's a lot more I could have picked from, and there's ones that I'm not going to talk about. There's a lot of movies to sequels of movies that already happened that we're not going to talk about. There, like, for example, a Daredevil movie to the Daredevil movie of Ben Affleck. Okay, or, well, it's easy to see why that didn't happen. Yeah, it's simple. The movie was bad. Fan 4 stick. The Fantastic Four movie that came out a couple years ago that, like, no one saw. It made, like, no money. No, it was well, it made more than the original. That's true. It made more than the original one that never even went to theaters. Or not even to DVD. Yeah, it was just made so they can keep the rights to Fantastic Four. Yeah. It was kind of hilarious. That was supposed to have a sequel and it didn't happen. There's a bunch of movies like that. There was actually uh, Punisher Warzone was supposed to get one, a sequel, which might have been interesting. But it's very simple to go, okay, they're supposed to get a sequel, but it didn't happen because the movie didn't make enough money or people didn't like it. Yep. I'm not going to do any of those. We're only doing ones of movies that could have been kind of interesting, even if they were going to be bad. And they just didn't happen because it was wrong time or something happened to uh, cancel the movie before it even had the time to shine. We each of these, we're going to go down. Some of these have more information than others because, of course, there's not a lot of information known on a lot of these because they never they happened. Never happened. Yeah. I'm going to be asking you your opinion on it if you would have liked to see this movie happen or if you think it's good that it just never came to light a day. So first, we're going to start with, actually, we're just talking about Ben Affleck's Daredevil. We're going to talk about Joe Carnahan's Daredevil. So after Ben Affleck's 2003 Daredevil uh, 20th Century Fox still had the license to the Man Without Fear, and they were thinking about giving that character another shot because at that point they really didn't have much properties to work with. Because right, they had what Electra, somebody else in Daredevil. 
They had Electra, they had Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, that's who it was. And Punisher. So they were making Punisher movies, but yeah. that was it. So director Joe Carnahan, who directed The Grey, which I like that movie, he was not going to just do one movie. He had plans for a trilogy of Daredevil movies. Except the trilogy would be a period piece set in 1973, 1979, 1985. The plan was to incorporate the music of that time as a thematic backbone that evolved as the series progressed throughout the years, focusing on a much grittier and violent New York City. So a quote by a director said, So the first one would be classic rock, the second one would be punk rock, and the third one would be new wave music. The problem was the option to keep Daredevil was almost set to lapse. So we made a 11th hour bid to Marvel to retain the rights so I can keep working on this so I could rework the script. But unfortunately, the studio's option expired and went right back to Marvel. And then Marvel took that and just made the Netflix show. So he was working on it. It looked like it took him too long to the point that they lost the rights to it. And he never got the chance to make it. Oh, so... The studio was losing the rights he wanted them to bid on again, and they just never did. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. They just let it go back to Marvel. That makes sense. I mean, if you don't have anything to show for it, it's kind of hard to... Because, like, they could keep it on, but then if he makes a really crappy script, they got nothing to show for it. So I can I can understand where the company was coming from at that point, but I also can understand where he, he could have made something really good. Mm. Um, And it kind of sounds interesting. The only thing is, like, uh, I forget, how old is Daredevil supposed to be? He's like... What, 30s, 40s? Uh, he's supposed to be, like, early 30s. Yeah. So that would have been, like, what, almost his teenage years in the, what, 80s? I think this is supposed to be, like, a complete, like, oh, change. Like, just set him in a different time period. Oh, okay. Not associate him with the Ben Affleck version at all. Okay. Well, no, no. I, I wasn't with the Ben Affleck one, but... Uh... But I just mean, like, as far as the comic goes. Sure, yeah. Because no, that would have been him a as a different young. time period. We're just doing our own thing, kind of. I, I do like the idea, the, the music idea. Um, I do wish he'd given a bit more description than just he's going to play different music in different time periods because, like, anybody can do that. Mm. Uh, he did play on his Twitter. He made a fake sizzle reel of some clips from the Daredevil movie, some clips from other movies compiled with pictures from the comics and just like pictures from that time period with music overlapping it. It's kind of interesting because it's a very, it's, it's retro is the music of that time period. He shows a lot of images of people with like afros and that kind of style clothes of the time period, which makes sense yep. all the while Daredevil's like jumping around and doing his own things. So it would have been interesting, but there's no, like no evidence of what the story would have been. Yeah. Which is kind of sad because I think had he even just made a story for it, I think they probably would have helped him keep the rights to actually make it. Mm. But yeah, a little kind bit sad. But... bold to make three movies or at least set out to make three movies too. But... Uh, no, I, mean, I think that's the kind of a goal for most people. Like, well, maybe two, two to three movies is kind of like a goal for most people because like a lot of people have, I'm assuming have the hope, a lot of direction have the hope that their movie will will uh want will get people to want a second one mm. and then hopefully like the big goal the third one you know like because most people back to the future uh that made a lot of noise anyway uh like star wars. Of the rings star wars yeah a lot of them got at least three movies mm. at least a, a trilogy so 
I think that's a kind of a goal for a lot of, and especially, I, I don't know what time period that was. That was what, early 2000s? Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. So, yeah, I could easily see him wanting that, but it is kind of a big goal for something that just flopped. And, yeah, also just flopped. And also, like, at that time period, well, I guess X-Men was starting its own trilogy and Spider-Man was starting its own trilogy, but uh, oh, Daredevil was not as popular as them, and... Marvel movies and superheroes in general weren't as popular back then as they are now that everyone gets a trilogy. Mm. Ant-Man is getting a trilogy. They just finished filming Ant-Man 3. So if Daredevil came out today, maybe that idea came out now, maybe that would have happened. Or at least the first one would have happened. But, yeah. Number uh, two of movies that did not happen. All right, I guess so. Last final word. So sounds interesting, but... Yeah, cool concept. I would have liked to hear more of a story idea for it. Same. I would like to say, though, that I do like the ideas that we're talking about Eternals being yet never really a set on Earth during this time period. I like when these superhero movies try different time periods. The Batman movie, I think, is during, like, the 90s. Uh, That Wonder Woman movie was during the 80s. I like when they go to a different time period. Because right now, all these movies, especially the Marvel ones, are happening right now. So there's, like... Originally, Iron Man was the first character, and then now all of a sudden there's like a million characters and a million aliens in different worlds just showing up right now. Yeah. So it seems like there's a lot going on in the present day. I think Captain Marvel was one of the few that actually took place different time period. That's true. That was the only one, and that was, I think, during the 80s. So the next one we're going to talk about is Black Widow. So this was also during the early 2000s, even before Iron Man. Black Widow was expected to potentially be the movie that kickstarted the Marvel Universe, even before Iron Man did that. Oh, actually, that would have made a lot of sense, because when we're introduced to Black Widow in basically the Iron Man movies, when we she's just like with uh, Nick Fury, and they're like, oh, yeah, you should join our team that hasn't been created yet. Mm. And he says no. Um, like, I would have loved to see how her and Hawkeye, I would have loved to see those two introduced into the into S.H.I.E.L.D., before because honestly like shield's a cool concept in its own right it's a cool like uh uh like secret agency even though they're not that secret because they have big airships that fly through the sky that everyone can see <laughs> yeah they're not the most secret but like they're still kind of at, at least at before all that happened they were kind of like a secret kind of like the cia kind of and they introduced natasha romanoff and uh hawkeye uh also i would have loved to see how they and also what was the their the thing that we said, Budapest, was it? Yeah, they're always talking about Budapest, what happened in Budapest. Yeah, I would like to know what happened there. Mm. It's kind of a shame that the Black Widow movie, they did talk a little bit about Budapest, but it would have been nice that the Black Widow movie be with Hawkeye, like an origin story of what happened in Budapest leading up to the Avengers. Yeah. With David Hayter's Black Widow, he was the writer for X-Men 1 and 2, so he had a good track record of writing superhero movies that actually did well. He was so sure... Or at least he wanted, he was kind of willing it to be a thing, that he named his daughter Natasha after, of course, Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. The script would have involved uh, Black Widow stopping some nukes that got loose. I actually have a quote from him somewhere. Also, it would have been rated R, which is kind of interesting. The, The one to kick it off would have been, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, there's probably a reason why it didn't become the first one, and that's probably the main reason. It would have been rated R of a lot of F-bombs, gritty violence throughout. Rebecca Romaine, who played the first Mystique in the X-Men movies, was expected to star. Oh, okay. Not a bad choice. 
So this is what he said. What I tried to do was use the backdrop of the splintered Soviet empire, a lawless insane asylum with 400 some odd nuclear missile silos. It was all about loose nukes, and I felt like it was very timely and very cool. Hmm. Do you want to guess why this movie didn't happen? It was rated R, for one. That's probably a good reason, but there's a main reason which is not that. Budget? No. Uh, well, probably a little bit. So the main reason was that when that movie was getting written, a bunch of female-led action movies came out, like Eon Flux and some other movies that were flopping at the box office, and the studio <sighs> just didn't believe there would be a market for this particular film, so they canceled it. <sighs> That's kind of sad. Yeah, I actually I've seen... Aeon Flux. Um, and yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Mm. Um, I could just, I, uh, I, I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, like a cool rated R Black Widow movie would have been awesome. And oh that probably God, would have been yes. the only time we would have ever gotten the chance to see that. Because they're definitely not doing it now. You can never definitely see not another. now. Everything's PG-13 with Marvel. And do not turn like the broken Soviet empire of her trying to stop a bunch of nukes going off. That sounds really cool. It really is. And I think actually that would have been a cool time to uh, introduce. uh, What was it that the, uh, the Russian superhero, the Russian captain America. Oh, red guardian, red guardian. I think like not, not be the star of course, but like introduce him even. Mm. I don't think he should have been her dad. doesn't matter. But like introduce him, even if a fake dad, but doesn't matter. Um, like introduce him and actually have him be an action, actually be like kind of a super soldier mm. and like introduce him and then introduce Captain America later on and be like, this is what he was aspiring to be. Oh yeah. That would have been good. That would have been cool. I would have liked that. I would like that whole like, concept, but it never happened. That's And insane. I can understand kind of why. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And we did get the Black Widow movie eventually, but it's like, okay. Yeah. And it has some ideas from this, but it's not, and it doesn't sound as good. Yeah. I mean, the movie that came out compared to this. Yeah. But, you and know, th- there's, prob- there's probably a reason why it didn't come out. Yeah, it, it could have been not, it wasn't even written all that well. Who knows? And actually, this is one of the only movies, because usually when a movie gets canceled, they keep everything of it, like, hush-hush. Yeah, because Marvel, they have enough money to hush anyone if they want. Yeah, like, silence them forever. This is actually one of the few movies that was a canceled movie that the script got leaked. Which is why people know it was supposed to be rated R. They didn't announce it or anything like that. Or even the writer didn't mention that. By reading through the scripts, you can see the F-bombs and the description of violence throughout the script. It's kind of interesting. Here's a movie that I put on here, but there's not a lot of information, so we're not going to talk about it too long. War Machine. So, Iron Man 3 came out. I'm not a big fan of it. You're not either. But it made over a billion dollars. So, they were like, what do we do with Iron Man... We're not going to do another Iron Man movie. Robert Downey Jr. just wanted to do a solo Iron Man movie now. The logical thing to do is a spinoff. So it makes sense to do War Machine. Yep. Apparently there was talks of it, but there was nothing really serious. There was not even a script that was written. So that's why we're not going to talk about it too long. Makes sense. So Don Cheadle plays War Machine, did go on a podcast and talk a little bit about it. So I'll read his quote. So the idea was that War Machine would go rogue. He would take a mission that he thinks he's morally responsible for, but is against policy. What happens when he's out there and he's been dishonorably charged, discharged, I guess, but he still has a suit, or Tony makes him another suit. The tone would go darker. 
make it closer to the first Iron Man, more realistic. So what do you think? I like the concept. I really do. And I like the actor. He's awesome. I really would like to see his own movie, even if it's in the future. Uh, Because that that concept could still be done at this point. Yeah, definitely. Even though it's like a little bit harder now because, of course, Tony's dead. So, like, he feels some obligation to be part of the new Avengers or whatever they are. So, I'd say it'd be harder, but I think it's still possible. I'd still love to see that, honestly. It'll be kind of interesting. It'll be kind of an extension of the Falcon Winter Soldier show that dealt a lot with politics in the military. Yeah. It'll be kind of interesting to see that because he... Excuse me. <laughs> nice timing. Because he is part of the military, that's like a core part of his character. What happens when he's discharged mm. and he's kind of on the road, like on the run? Yeah, it'd be uh, similar to that of when Captain America went on the run in, uh, was it, uh, Civil War. There we go. Yeah. Well, apparently this talk was before that, so a lot of people think that they took the ideas from that and put it into Civil War. That makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I still want to see this movie. I don't care how it happens. I still want to see it. And like War Machine, I like the actor, but like they haven't given him much time to develop that character, which is they are doing Secret Evasion. Yeah. Or no, is it Secret Evasion? Maybe it's War Machine. I think he's getting a show called War Machine and Armored Avengers or something like that. Hmm. So he is getting his own show. So we'll see him develop as a character there. But seeing this like movie idea would have been cool. It really would have. And I think it would have been a nice tie in into making him the new, the new Iron Man. That's kind of what he is. He's the new Iron Man. We have a new Captain America, even though it's kind of two Captain Americas in one. We're probably with this new Hawkeye show that's come out. We're probably going to get a new Hawkeye. Yep. All these new shows are kind of like black widow, new black widow. They're kind of like replacing the old, kicking them to the curb, throwing them in the trash. We're not going to say throw them in the trash, but their contracts are up. We, we They can't stay on forever, unfortunately. We've been talking about mid or early 2000s. Now let's talk about the early 90s. So at least the 2000s, while weren't the like huge uh, bed for superhero movies that they are now, the early 2000s still had the first Spider-Man movie that did very well, the first X-Men movie, uh, Daredevil, Punisher movies were coming out. The 90s really didn't have much, if not anything. DC few... was kicking Marvel's ass. DC had the Batman movies by Michael Keaton. They had the Superman movies. Marvel really didn't have anything. They had Punisher. I know at least one of the Punishers was made in the 90s. That's true. I think that's the least popular Punisher one, though. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Dolph Lundgren. Was it Dolph Lundgren? Or who was it? Oh, I forget who played the first one. I didn't watch that one. I think it was that one. I can't remember. Was the... The X-Men, that was in the 80s, right? 80s or 70s? Which X-Men? The, or sorry, not X-Men, sorry. Uh, the Fantastic Four. So the one you're talking about, the one that never went to anything, that was in the 90s. So that would technically oh, count. Yeah. Okay, so that and Howard the Duck was 90s. I know that. Yeah, so not really uh, yeah, not were, a lot of good stuff. They were skimping. Like, honestly, they even have Captain America, which they had all the way back in, what, like almost the 60s? I think. Yeah. Like, that was the early Captain America. They didn't even have that in the 90s. They didn't have that. And Marvel was on the point of almost bankruptcy, which is weird coming from now, which they're like the powerhouse right now. But back then, they were almost on the point of bankruptcy, which is why Spider-Man is now owned by Sony. The X-Men were owned by Fox because they had to sell the rights to these guys just to stay alive. And people didn't think Iron Man 
They thought them keeping Iron Man, Hulk, and them. They thought, oh, you're keeping all the shitty characters because Sony got Spider-Man yeah. and Fox got X-Men. Those are better characters. But Marvel, through good storytelling, were able to create a universe and now have X-Men and Spider-Man, sort of. Well, they quite literally bought Fox, so they definitely have X-Men. The early 2000s, though, there was an attempt at a Black Panther movie before Black Panther, and it would have been with uh, the actor who's doing very well at the time with some big uh, blockbusters that were coming out, Wesley Snipes, who eventually would be Blade, which is another movie from the early 2000s that was doing well. I forgot about Blade almost. And Wesley Snipes was going to be Black Panther. Apparently, he was very excited because he was actually a fan of Black Panther. When they approached him, they said, hey, if you can find a director and writer, we'll have you be our Black Panther. He was super excited. He was super stoked. Now let's talk about why it didn't happen. I honestly could see him being more of a killmonger. Just just putting this mm. out there. He seems more aggressive. Yeah. And less, like, sane. He's like less charismatic. He's more like the badass and silent type. Yeah. Rather than like the noble king. Yeah. So I, I could easily see more Killmonger, but still a decent choice. It's kind of sad they didn't put him as some kind of cameo role in Black Panther. Maybe it just didn't work out. Possibly. And Wesley Snipes does have a history of bad attitudes on set. But yeah, that would have been a nice little like throwback for him originally going to be Black Panther. And he was very stoked for it. This is what he said about Black Panther. I think Black Panther spoke to me because he was a noble. He was the antithesis of the stereotypes presented and portrayed about Africans, African history, and the great kingdom of Africa. It had cultural significance, social significance. It was something that black and white communities had not seen before at this point. So he was very excited to do this, and he went out trying to find writers. Unfortunately, though, a lot of the writers just didn't work out. They didn't have the same ideas that he did, and... At that time period, there wasn't a lot going on with the comic books, so there was not a lot of things to base off. Even Spider-Man was having a little bit of trouble getting off the ground. Black Panther very much so. Yeah. So he recalls one conversation with a director, John Singleton, who's trying to convince him that he was going to helm the project. So his idea was that Black Panther would be set in the 60s during the Civil Rights Movement. It would be focusing on Black Panther his son, and trying to get him to join the civil rights movement and their bond between them. But and that doesn't work so much with, like, because you're an African country, so yeah. what what ties does the African country of Wakanda that doesn't exist have to the civil rights movement in America? Well, the reason is, it's not proven, but it sounds like this director, John Singleton, didn't know anything about Black Panther, and he was associating the character to the Black Panther movement, which was oh. the association that was in the civil rights movement. Oh, I see now. Okay. So it sounds like he was pitching a very different Black Panther movie than what Wesley Snipes was looking for. Yeah, quite literally a superhero movie with an amazing character. Speaking of which, oh. uh, he proceeded to say that John wanted to take this character and put him in the civil rights movement. And I was like, dude, where's the toys? They are a highly technical advanced nation and it'll be fantastic to see africa in this light opposed to how africa is uh, typically portrayed i wanted to see the glory and the beautiful africa the jewel of africa and there was some script problems like i said and mostly the issue besides directors not knowing what they're talking about was it was the 90s the cgi has not caught up to the point of black panther's wakanda 
even like in 2018's Black Panther, there was points in the movie that the CGI wasn't great. A lot of yeah. people point out that final fight scene between Killmonger and Black Panther looking like a PS2 fight scene. Yeah, but there's still a lot you can do with even practical effects. For example, like Star Trek did plenty with practical mm. effects. Uh, Star Wars did plenty with practical effects. That still looked very modern. Oh, I don't think it does look dated because the computer screens are like old televisions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like it does still look dated now, but at the time it would have looked very modern and very like futuristic had they done it. And I think they could have. I genuinely think they could have. I think they just didn't want to try. And that's disappointing. That is, yeah, because it sounds like he was very passionate about it. Yeah. Let me keep going, though, because you very pumped about this, as was he. But I have one thing that I'm going to set you back on your seat a little bit. When mm-hmm. interviewers asked about what his Black Panther would look like, Wesley Snipes said, Actually, I thought it would be kind of like a black leotard with some cat ears on top of it. <laughs> Black Panther would have to be in shape, and he would be straight up bodied up. Okay, so basically a guy in a very like thin suit, so you used to very much see his muscles with some cat ears. With some cat ears, yeah. Uh, Which is kind of a 90s thing to do. Yeah, it is, but that doesn't show technology. Because this suit, <clears throat> and part of like one of the things that make, again, uh, the, the new Black Panther amazing is like being able to see just like the suit itself. It looks mm. like armor, but of course it's, I mean, it is armor, but it's more like a, almost like a skin suit, but armor. And that, I don't, I don't think you would get the same effect with From a black leotard. Yeah. With cat ears. Yeah. I'll be able to look kind of funny. And I, I think it would have been awesome looking back on it now. It would have been, I'm kind of sad this didn't happen. A little bit. The um, closest writer they found that pitched a decent Black Panther movie was his idea was to start with a great battle. Baby T'Challa would be put in a basket going down a river. <laughs> a little cliche. Years later, sure, but... he's a grown man living somewhere, going about his life when he's attacked in an elevator in a highly choreographed fight scene, and the story would go from there. There's not really anything else besides that, but know, apparently that's the closest they got. Yeah. I, no, I still think I like him being a king. I like him being a king from beginning to end because it shows that he's always been royalty. He always understands he's royalty, but he doesn't look down upon anyone. He always sees most people as equals, even if he is a king. That's what I love about Black... I'm going to stop hitting that eventually. <laughs> That's what I love about Black Panther. Black yeah. Panther. Is that, like, he he's very much royalty. He very much could be a snuck-up, stobby brat. But he's just not. He's a very decent human being. And he wants to protect everyone, despite being their king, their ruler, their leader. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to pretty much get himself killed doing it. Yeah. And that really makes him that character. Because he's such a character... You- like, you know, look as a hero because he, like you said, he doesn't look down upon people. He sees everyone as equals. Even though he's a king, he's not an asshole about it. Yeah. And he's just a good person that's trying to live up to the mantle of Black Panther. Yeah. Live up to his father's expectations, his people's expectations, all while still being a very nice guy. <clears throat> that's one of the things I love about him. And I just, maybe Wesley Snipes' Black Panther would have worked. I kind of don't think it would have, but it would have been all right. And I still want to see it. No matter what. His last quote is that ultimately we couldn't find the right combination of script and director and also the time where so far ahead the game and the thinking, the technology wasn't there yet to what we were looking nah, for in the comic books. That's a lie. I think it was still there. Mm. Like, it wouldn't have looked as nice. It would have looked very much Star Trek-y, whatever, just on Earth. Um, It would have been that very classic like spaceship-esque 
background, but made to look very modern and futuristic, like sliding doors, of course, and stuff like that. I think they had the technology to make it look all right. And I think they even, just didn't want to try. Exactly. And even like if they made this and it was bad or okay or cheesy because it was the 90s and he's in a Lilitard. Yeah. A Lilitard, whatever they're called. Leotard. Leotard. I don't know why I can't speak. It's probably because I drank almost all this wine. Anyway, it would have been interesting to see this version. Mm-hmm. Way more interesting than seeing the multiple version of Fantastic Four or whatever that they just made those movies just so they can keep the rights to them. Yeah. Like, this would have been interesting to see. If they put even probably two times the effort they put into making the original Fantastic Four that didn't even make it to DVD, it would have been a good show. Yeah. Um, I mean, Howard the Duck had some popularity, and that wasn't, by the looks of it, I haven't actually seen the show, wasn't particularly good. Mm. So, I think it would have been you fun. You see his duck nipples. Yeah, you see his duck nipples. Yeah. It's so weird. But anyway, I think it would have been awesome if they'd even tried it. I never wanted it. This one, there's not a ton of information known, but Luke Cage was going to get a movie. Tarantino was thinking about doing it. After Reservoir Dogs, I had considered doing a Luke Cage hero for higher movie. The producer owned the rights at the time. We talked about it. I talked to Larry Fishburne, Morpheus from Matrix, about being Luke Cage, and, we, and uh, he really liked the idea. And then I started, you know, I ended up writing Pulp Fiction instead, and then history went on from there. That's since, also sad. Yeah. Since then, nothing has quite tempered Tarantino back into the realm of comic book superheroes because he would rather make up his own character instead of using one. My feeling is if I wanted to do something like that, I would want to create the superhero myself, he admitted. Yeah. There's not a lot of information known about this, but it sounds like he would have tried to do it like straight 70s, like set it during the 70s. Which would have been awesome. That would have been so cool. Yeah, because like he's a badass. But he doesn't have to use a gun or anything because he's super strong and invincible. Mm. And literally just go beat the crap out of people in the 70s. And knowing Tarantino of his use of music in his movies, oh. would be getting a sick 70s soundtrack throughout the whole movie. That would have been so amazing. There's not a lot of information about this movie, but like I think this is one by far that if it actually happened, would be the best movie out of the group here. Even though there's a lot mm. of cool ideas and stuff. In this one, he might not even wrote a script. He probably didn't even start it. No. He just had the idea. But if it actually happened, it would have been awesome. And also, that would have been the perfect time to do it. Because at this point now, like, we've seen a version of Luke Cage, so we kind of know what to expect. He couldn't make his own Luke Cage now, Mm. unfortunately. And again, part of it's based off the comics. But even then, like, you can still take a lot of liberties if you want. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure they would allow him to. Especially back then when no one was giving a shit if they followed the comic books or not. Pretty much, yeah. So, so yeah, I think he definitely could have made his own movie then, but now that we've seen a version of Luke Cage and we kind of, in our heads, have expectations for it, mm-hmm. it's like you can't really make your own Luke Cage or any Marvel character at this point because we've seen most of the ones that we know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit sad. and Well, it was very sad. I think he would have been awesome at making a 70s version of Luke Cage, just like classic go beat him up and like stuff the bad guys in a cardboard box and push them off a cliff. Yeah, driving like a Cadillac, like a, some oh. kind of old school car with yeah. like 70s music playing. Just looking all like mm. fly. Yeah. looking awesome. Like how with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Brad Pitt is driving around that like half the movie listening to some cool tunes in his car while he's like driving around LA. If we did something like that, but it's Luke Cage beating people up, that would have been so cool. It was amazing. 
So, why, why couldn't some of these happen? You know, the thing is, there is an alternate timeline where these movies did happen. We're just not in it. Yeah, I know. It's mm. kind of sad. It is, but then, like, we're in timelines where things did happen, where they might not have happened to other ones. Yeah, that's true, but, like, <laughs> is ours the best universe? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely universes that are much better than ours. Yeah. There's one that has Luke Cage in the 70s beating the crap out of people and a Black Panther. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley version. Snipes Black Panther. Yes. That actually happened. I don't know. Hopefully they had a team up. Oh, that would have been even so more good. amazing. Like it would have been weird, a combination of characters, but it would have been cool. It. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one is called X-Men Origins Magneto. So Fox had the idea of after the trilogy of X-Men movies ended. Okay, you're jumping around a lot. This is early 2000s, right? Not 90s? So, no, it was X Men '90s. I can't remember. No, X Men's were in early 2000s. Except this movie happened in around 2010 or so. Okay, so you're jumping ahead a lot. Okay. Yeah, these aren't organized by years at all. Okay. So X Men Origins Magneto. The idea was we finished a trilogy. Where do we go from here? Let's make origin movies of these characters because there's so many good X Men characters. First, it was X Men Origins Wolverine, and then we're gonna do X Men Origins Magneto. The plan on unfortunately did not happen because X-Men Origins Wolverine didn't do very well. So kind of fair. But they had a plan and they were going to work on it. So the idea was that they're going to put Magneto in his own feature film like Wolverine. The movie was going to take a look at the character's time as a prisoner in a concentration camp during World War II and show how his experience shaped his views towards humanity decades later. The script was going to be written by Blade and Batman Begins writer David Goyer, uh, who was also going to direct it. But then eventually, after X-Men Origins Wolverine happened and didn't do very well, they canceled it, and they took ideas from his script and put it into X-Men First Class. Because if you remember that, that focused on a young Magneto, and it does have him like hunting Nazis, and it does focus a little bit on his past. Yeah, it shows a couple early scenes where he, like, He's getting pulled into a concentration and he like pulls the gate with him. Yeah. Uh a very cool scene. Um see that's the thing. Like looking back on it now, seeing X-Men uh the Wolverine origin thing, I kinda I'm kinda glad they didn't do it. Because if mm. it was as bad as that, I don't wouldn't want that movie to exist. Yeah. But at the same time, like it could have been a very different movie, and it could have been a much better movie than X than Wolverine Origins. So mm. It's a toss-up for me. Apparently, they would have used Ian McKellen, who played the original Magneto, but they would have used CGI to de-age him, which even now, de-aging technology can kind of look a little weird. In 2010, that probably would have looked bad. It would have looked very bad. Yeah. No, they would have been much better off getting a new actor to do it. Yeah. So, apparently, David Goyer told uh, Mandatory, I think that must be a website or something, it was sort of like that, but it was expanded. Talking about X-Men First Class using some of his ideas. I was a little bummed. They definitely took elements from my script. Yeah. Which is sad, but also, like, at least it didn't. the whole script just didn't go to waste. Mm. That's true. And I'm kind of a fan of, instead of taking one idea and expanding it to a whole movie, take good ideas, condense them, and put multiple of them in the movie. For example, I'm writing scripts right now. I have some movies that are kind of similar, and I decided instead of writing these scripts and having to, like, stretch them out, why don't I just, like, combine them? 
Yeah. I have more content for that movie, and hypothetically, it could make the movie better. I think that with First Class, that's a good movie, and Magneto doesn't take up the whole movie because there's a bunch of other characters in there. But he has some of the best scenes. And he has some of the best scenes, exactly. Yeah. I, I do I do vaguely like the whole recycling thing, even though, like, of course, they should easily give him credit for it if it was his ideas that they brought to the screen. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't like that it went to waste I do still vaguely want to see that movie in the back of my head. I kind of want to see it going back to daredevil and going back in time to 1975. We're going back really far. We going past the nineties. We're going down to the seventies. So this would have been the only thing before this would have been captain America. Yeah. And uh, the Adam West Batman series. Yeah. Well, well for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. For Marvel, it would have been Cap- the one or two captain Americas that they made. The really bad ones. Yeah. Well, so Good for the time, I guess. There was going to be a Black Widow and Daredevil movie. Sort of. David Bowie, the musical genius, and his wife acquired the rights of Daredevil and Black Widow because they were probably dirt cheap because no one thought you could make movies with these characters. Yeah, because they saw Captain America. And it went sort of into pre-production. They took photo. So the idea was that David Bowie and his wife would play Daredevil and Black Widow. Okay. So David Bowie's music was going to be the music for the whole oh, movie. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not, that's not a terrible idea. It's not a great idea. And while David Bowie has acted in things before, the prestige, uh, labyrinth and stuff, his wife that I know of has never acted before. And she was going to play Black Widow. And apparently they were going to studios and sent, they didn't have a script but they sent photos they took of themselves in their costumes. <laughs> but the costumes were very David Bowie. Oh, Bowie-y. Very I don't know. Yeah. Very flamboyant. Yeah. Uh, a lot of sparkles and stuff like that. And the studios kind of took a look at that and they're like, no, thank you. And then the rights eventually went back to Marvel. <laughs> so this, once again, there's no information really on this, but it could have been a very strange. It could have been a so bad. It's a good movie. I feel. Uh, so both those are very like of the night characters. Like they, they use the darkness. They're kind of like ninjas, even though one's an assassin and one's a boxing jujitsu. I don't know what he is. What daredevil? Um, I think a lot of it's boxing. A lot of it's boxing, but he, like he, he jumps a lot. Yeah. He uses some kind of martial art. I'm not yeah. sure what kind. But he, but he is a bit like a ninja because he does use the night a lot. Like he doesn't fight during the day. Very often, if he has to. He very much hides himself in the shadows. And the same thing with an assassin. That's what you do. So I don't think bright, sparkly costumes would be the way to go on either of them. Hmm. Albeit, I do kind of want to see David Bowie try to pull off a blind. This article says the multiverse can be cruel sometimes. Because there is a multiverse where this movie actually happened. Oh, that's true. Uh, Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm glad I don't live in that multiverse. So I don't know. I still kind of want to see. It. I'm sorry. I, I still want to see it. You do. I do. I kind of do. Huh. I don't know. It's just a bright, sparkly. So ring. if you want to see this, of the movies we talked about so far, which one would you have want to see the Ooh. least? Just going off knowing how uh, Wolverine uh, origin went, I kind of didn't want to see Magneto. Mm. Actually, I definitely didn't want to see Magneto. Like, this sounds like just an interesting concept. Like, just in its own right. It's like David Bowie, who's very much a singer, and he's okay actor, I guess. Um, 
kind of B-list, but whatever. Yeah. Trying to it play. His music in a Daredevil movie would have been so weird. Weird. It would have been so weird. I, but It might have worked. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I think it would have been. Knows? I think the sparkly happened. Co- sparkly costumes and the really outlandish music would have been such a weird contrast to like a dark back, like gritty setting. I maybe think, it wouldn't have been gritty. Maybe it would have also been flamboyant. Who knows? Maybe. Even though they did pick kind of the worst characters to do that with. Kind of, yes. Yeah. So we're going to go to our final two. Oh, actually, sorry. Also, uh, uh, the the Luke Cage one. Uh, the Quinn Daredevil and Luke Cage would have been amazing. So those two. So Luke Cage and... The David Bowie's Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those would have been funny. Both of those kind of set during the 70s. One filmed during the 70s. One would have been portrayed during the 70s. Yes. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm more for the Luke Cage one, but I think this could have been fun in its own dumb way. And, like, there wasn't really any superhero movies coming out in the 70s, so why not David Bowie making his own Daredevil and Black Widow movie? That would have been fun. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't have been any worse than the Captain America movies that came out. Definitely. And I think if you have David Bowie's music in it, even if it doesn't match the character, it would make it instantly better. Yeah, because then you basically just have his soundtrack that you just bought as a DVD (laughs) instead of a... Or, or not just DVD. vibe to. Yeah. Yeah, you just get as a CD and that's it. Yeah, it wouldn't be a CD good. at the time. It would have been like a tape or whatever. Oh, yeah. It would have been a vinyl tape or whatever. Yeah, but basically you would have had, you would have been able to watch maybe VHS. I don't know. You would be able to watch his his music concert video thing. Yeah. With some action scenes, you know? That would have been cool. They should have at least have done that. They should have made a music video with them kicking butt as these characters they yeah, had yeah, the costumes. The they literally had the costumes. They should have done. They had the rights. Why not? Yeah, we were robbed of this. Yeah, even this even, is the shitty multiverse we're in. <laughs> even if it just became a music video, that would have been fine. So let's talk about Spider-Man. Oh yeah, the biggest Marvel character. Mm-hmm. I'll agree. Between him and Iron Man, yeah, easily the two biggest. Yeah. Before Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies. There was going to be in the late 90s a James Cameron Spider-Man movie. So let's find out how James Cameron, one of the biggest filmmakers out there, did not get a Spider-Man movie off the ground. So first of all, his Spider-Man movies can be rated R. <laughs> That's a tough sell. That's a, is the villains can be easily rated R, but the Spider-Man himself is a kid, a teenage kid who fights crime. Like, it's very difficult. To make that rated R. Do you want to hear why it was going to be rated R? Let's hear it. So it was going to carry a heavy R rating for coarse language, violence, and a graphic sex scene which included spider web bondage between Spider-Man and MJ. Isn't he like 16? All right, I'm going to jump ahead in this to a quote. Cameron's version of Peter Parker also showed him as Cameron described in his treatment. So he didn't write a script. He wrote like a 30-page treatment as your basic sexually pent-up adolescent. I'm sorry. I don't want to watch a movie of a sexually pent-up adolescent. I mean, like most of us lived through being the sexually pent-up adolescent. We don't need to see a movie about one that has superpowers and can actually like like basically rape people that's just weird and apparently there's gonna be a sex scene with him binding up mary jane with his webs yeah so that's how it sounds like rape uh no 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 
So I'm that, very glad that didn't happen. Because <laughs> Spider-Man, like, he's supposed to be the wholesome kid, even though, going off the original early 2000s Spider-Man movies, he wasn't all that wholesome, but... Like, once you get to the later movies, he's the wholesome teenage kid that makes you laugh and yeah. giggle, and then he goes and fights crime. He's not... Binds up Mary Jane with his webs. And, you know, nothing's so weird to watch. Oh, man. And by the sounds of it, like, just with the R rating alone, he wanted to do very, like, violent, violent Spider-Man, where he, like, basically killed people without killing them. Yeah. Oh, man. No. No, 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 no. no. He did, though, line up a big cast. I don't care. So this is some of the people he wanted. Kevin Spacey. All right, now it wouldn't have been a good time to get Kevin Spacey in anything. But in the early 2000s, Kevin Spacey was a big deal. Oh, or even like a couple years ago, Kevin Spacey was a big deal. Anyway, Kevin Spacey was going to play Norman Osborn, uh, the Green Goblin. A little bit too big, but okay. So I think I could see him as Dr. Octopus. Anyway. So Dr. Octopus was going to be the main villain, and it was going to be played by... An actor who's in a lot of James Cameron movies. You have three seconds to guess who it is. Three, two, one. James Cameron. He did uh, Alien, Avatar, Terminator, uh, Total Recall. Anyway. Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be Dr. Octopus. No. <laughs> I, you, Sandman. You thought about it for a second. Sandman. Sandman, he did cast someone to play Sandman. Uh, no, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been Sandman. All right, that's fair. And Kevin Spacey should have been Doctor. I, I, I don't know why, but Doctor Octopus just seems like a heavier set person to me. Yeah, no, that's fair. Not like a big muscular dude that needs to grow like 10 arms. And has trouble speaking. Was, yeah. So Michael Bean, who is in James Cameron movies, he played Kyle Reese in Terminator. He played... Uh, who's the character he plays in Aliens? Ah, uh, fuck. Why can't I remember? He plays the only, like, Marine that lives for the movie. The young uh, Marine and Ripley make it to the end of the movie. Oh, okay, the blonde dude. Yeah, and he's in Terminator as Kyle Reese. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. So Michael Bean, he was going to bring back to play Sandman. Uh, not a terrible choice. Between him and Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think either of those two would have worked. Because, mm, like, the big thing with Sandman, like, of course, we've seen him on screen now, but big, muscular dude, but he can, like, break his body down into sand and become nothing. Yeah. Dr. Octopus is very much, like, kind of nerdy. Yeah. And I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger is nerdy. pull that off. At all. I mean, like, just listening to him speak, he doesn't sound like he could be nerdy. Um, I almost think, okay, I think the, the, the roles should have been switched around. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been Sandman. The Kyle Reese guy should have been... Green Goblin and Kevin Spacey should have been Dr. Octopus. That's not a bad idea, actually. Kevin Spacey as Dr. Octopus. I would have liked that casting. There's one more villain, though. So Lance Hendrickson, he just plays a cop in Terminator, but he's known for playing, uh, uh, I'm forgetting his name. He plays the android in Alien. Oh, Bishop. Okay. He plays Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, yeah, good character. Yeah, okay, good. good. He was going to play Electro. That would have been fine. I would have been fine with that. Okay, you've been fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would work. I want to mind him as Dr. Octopus, actually. All right. In between, yeah. I think he would work for either of those roles, but I think Kevin Spacey would work more for Dr. Octopus than he would for Electrode. Yeah, that's fair. And, uh, you know, Maggie Smith, Maggie Smith, uh, she's the British actor. She plays uh, Harry Potter, uh, who's, uh, fuck, I haven't watched 
Harry Potter in so long. Who's the old uh, wizard lady? McGonagall? McGonagall, yeah. Oh, okay. She would have been Aunt May. Uh, very strict Aunt May right there. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with that, yeah. So this is wait, overall not a bad cast. Wait, did they ever say who's going to be Spider-Man and the... Oh, the rapey Spider-Man and Mary J. <laughs> so there is some uh, cast members they considered. Um, I don't. Robin Livey, Nikki Cox. Well, Nikki Cox, she was in Scream and Friends. She's the black haired girl. Okay. Um, I don't know who Robin Livey is, unfortunately. But fresh off James Cameron's Titanic, Spider-Man was going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. He couldn't pull off a teenager. I don't care who you are. He couldn't pull off, even though he was quite young at that point. Yeah, he's in his what twenties ish. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, twenties, almost thirties. He would have been closer, but even in Titanic, he still looked above teenage. Mm. So yeah, I don't think he could have pulled off teenager. But well, maybe a very rapey teenager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a creepy rapey teenager. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so, and also, like this says, the biggest name in all of this, even Leonardo DiCaprio, wasn't as big as he was at this time. Arnold Schwarzenegger talked Arnie into playing Otto Octavius, also known as Dr. Octopus. So, in James Cameron's eyes, although Peter Parker was a science nerd in high school, he felt that developing such a device like webs would stick anywhere above Parker's pay grade. So... He wanted to do what Sam Raimi actually did, which was the webs were organic. In the later movies, like the new Spider-Man and uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, they do the comic book thing of he develops web shooters. He could do everything else, but he can't shoot webs out of his body. He develops web Yeah, because they don't web do shooter. out of their butt, and that'd just be yeah, weird. that'd be very weird. But he thought it would be too much above his pay grade to develop that, so he made it like the Sam Raimi movies where it was developed organically. Uh, it's, it's kind of that toss up because like, I think it works organically if, but that, this whole thing, like he shoots them out of his hands and possibly feet. I don't remember. But, and then he swings around a lot. I just, I think it makes more sense for them to be developed because like, if that's a, something it'd just be weird if it came out of his body. Albeit he is, has spider like qualities. But the thing, they, they never do anything with the eyes, like spider eyes. Cause like they have a million, well, like 15 eyes. They never do anything with that. Not really. They do it with Black Widow. She's got those cool goggles that have like the 15 mm. different eye slots. Never do anything with, with Spider-Man. He just has normal human eyes, but mm. can shoot webs. and. There's an alternate version of Spider-Man who has multiple eyes, but that's it. Oh, okay. Also an idea, and this is where it goes off a little weird. Another idea he had was he wanted to touch on that Spider-Man became, or he wanted to become a TV star. So he wanted to make some money. So I guess like Sam Raimi's version where he went into that wrestling competition. Yep. Peter Parker created his own Spider-Man costume and would show up to parties to perform. He was then invited to a popular variety show where his performance was caught by a character in a movie who wanted to bring him into his criminal enterprise, probably for Green Goblin's crew. Yep. And uh, basically the reason why this fell apart is uh, bankruptcy. The company that owned Spider-Man at the time, even before Sony owned it, they lost the rights to it. Even Marvel got back, even sold it to Sony. So James Cameron not never got to make his vision. Hmm. A little bit sad. I don't think I would have wanted to see it, even <laughs> even now. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, 
like good cast and all, but I just think he didn't have him in the right places. And I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio would work as a rapey Spider-Man, nor would a rapey Spider-Man work in general. In general, yeah. And uh, big cast, cool cast, but like you kind of mentioned, some of them were weird choices. I think they were good choices. They just weren't for the right characters. Sure. Yeah, like especially Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Octopus. Would have been really weird. The thing is, like, they're making him seem like he was the main villain in this. And if Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it, he's got to be the main villain. Yeah, but, I mean, any of them. Green Goblin, mm. uh, Electro, like, any of them could have been the main villain. Sure, they, Sandman. Yeah. The Sandman would have been a good main villain. Mm. And again, I do think Arnold Schwarzenegger would have worked as Sandman. So, I, I get why putting the face as your imagined main villain is a good idea but at the same time i just think there would have been better roles for him sure and they could have done better casting for the actual good guys <laughs> yeah that's fair i'm i'm kind of spoiling leonardo dicaprio with him like i get he was like you want super popular his... at the time yeah you well i know i don't want no i don't want that i just talk about the cast itself but well, i definitely don't want rapey spider-man you don't think he's oh, too also old. i didn't even mention this apparently there was gonna be points where he was like going down like buildings and like looking in windows and like being a peeping Tom. Oh, okay. Well that not good, but better <laughs> than being a rapey Spider-Man yeah. with bondage and webs. And yeah. Stuff. That's just weird. Yeah. We're going to talk about our last movie and it's Gambit, the unproduced film. This is the oh, most recent movie. It, oh, well, no, cause wasn't that after, uh, what was it? Uh, we saw him in, uh, Old Man Logan. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes, that one. Yes, but he's going to get his own movie, not that actor. It was going to be Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah, but it was right after that movie. was right Yeah. After we saw the character in that movie, he yeah. wanted to make one. And so that they, never happened. No, it's not. It that was what? Multiple directors. Uh, no, that was like, uh, at first, it was developed in, starting in 2014, going through 2019. So, yeah, definitely. X-Men origin wolverine oh i'm just talking about this movie being developed this game oh it was actually in development yeah oh in fact it was always on fox's to-do list and movies were making in fact chin tatum went at least one or two times to comic-con with the rest of the x-men cast he took photos with them he went to comic-con to do interviews he even took a photo wearing his costume not the costume just going by himself he took a photo with the x-men the new X-Men stars, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, and Channing Tatum was there. So Channing Tatum was awkwardly standing there because that's how much they thought this movie was going to happen. It just never did. Because uh, Disney axed it. They did ax it, but for a good reason, because even before they bought it, it went through multiple writers' hands, multiple directors' hands, and it just never got off the table. And by the time it went to Disney, they were like, this movie's not happening. We're just going to cancel it before it keeps going down this path of wasted money. It's kind of sad because, like, I, I I do remember this. And not that I think Channing Tatum would be a great uh, gambit, but he put his heart and soul. Like, he, I guess he really loves the character. And he put his heart and soul into trying to get this off the ground, from what I heard. Yeah, this is a quote. Gambit's my favorite. I'm from New Orleans, around that area. My dad's from New Orleans. And I would like to do a Cajun accent. I could do it for real. No knock on Taylor Kitsch, who pray, uh, played him in the Wolverine movie. Yeah. Because I actually like his Gambit. I've always lived around real Cajun people. Gambit was always like 
the woman-loving, cigarette-smoking, drinking guy. He was the punk rock of all superheroes. He really was. So, yeah, he definitely wanted to do it, and most of the directors picked it up, and it just never got off the ground. That's kind of sad. That's really sad. And that's the thing. Like, they did. They had the option to be like, okay, this will be a cheapo version. This will be Deadpool. Mm. Like, this will be a low-budget film that you guys can kind of make in your spare time when you guys aren't really doing anything. I think they could have done that. And I think it still would have been amazing because I think in my opinion, Channing Tatum would have put, put his heart into it. Yeah. And even if like, he's not originally from that area, even though his dad was, if he puts this much, like if he's got his heart set on it, it can't be that bad. If he cares so much about the character yeah. and the character's a good character in the, yeah. un- in the universe. So I, th- I do believe Disney could have put some money towards this and been fine. Like they could have, even if they lost a little bit of money, in it, I think that would have been fine. So maybe this is part of the reason why, but Fox originally wanted to load up on the spectacle and make this character as popular as possible with a large $154 million budget. In contrast, Deadpool had a $50 million. So this was three times the size. And even though Deadpool isn't the most popular character in the world, even though now he's more popular, he's more popular than Gambit. He was more well-known, yeah. So to triple that budget, $150 million, that's like... And Most they, superheroes now are yeah. being made for. And they were solely basing on that on that one character showing up in that one movie. Yeah. That it's kind of a stretch. I'll give them that. But I don't know. Big big risk, big reward sometimes. Deadpool. Not first, this time though. <laughs> not this time, unfortunately. But I mean Deadpool was like very unknown, especially making it rated R was very unknown at the time. And they're like, let's do it. And it turned out well enough to get a sequel and possibly a third. We'll see. And uh, speaking of which they were hoping that Gambit was going to be what Deadpool was the start of a new franchise within the X-Men universe. We wanted to make sure we got it right. So they kept giving it to different writers, different directors to make sure it was perfect. And different directors like kept picking. They eventually got like, they waited around too long, and they had to go direct our movies they committed to, and it just never got off the ground, it looks like. I think I would have gotten at least, like, two or three different scripts from some decent directors, and then I would have gone with, with whatever one was the best of the three. I don't think I would have kept going and going and going, because, like, at that point, you're just getting tiresome. Yeah, so I wonder if it's... I don't know how rights works with scripts, because apparently they liked the first script. If you have like three or four directors who wrote different scripts and they all bailed, if they're like, you know what, the first one was the best. I don't know if that is owned because they paid him, if it's owned by the studio that first draft, mm. or if it's owned by a director and then because he's not in the movie anymore, they can't use it because it's his property. I think they could still buy it though. If they if they yeah. liked it, they could be like, okay, we're buying your script. Yeah, you can't direct it because you're busy or whatever, but we're going to give you yeah. some money for it. Yeah, because at that point, like, the guy created a decent movie, or girl, sorry. um, create The person created a, diff- a good movie, but they just either didn't have time or didn't have the motivation to actually, like, make it themselves, direct it, or write it fully. So you give it to a new set of writers and directors, but going off their script, their original script, and be like, okay, make this better, make this into a real movie. I think that could have worked. Apparently, the movie went originally from the first script being a heist film, to eventually becoming a romantic comedy. Heist film would have worked better, but okay. <laughs> Even towards romantic uh, comedy, there would have been heist elements because he would have been still a thief. 
but the focus would be more on the love story between Gambit and Belladonna. Belladonna would have been portrayed by Leah Chadeau, uh, the Swedish actor who we recently saw in the new Bond movie. She mm. was the blonde girl, uh, the blonde Bond girl. Yep. She would have been the love interest in this. Okay. Uh, but yeah, as soon as Disney got it, they axed it, and it's uh, not going to happen. Apparently, so Tatum was so interested in this movie, he was, towards the end, willing to direct it himself. And at that point, like, if, if he's willing to go that far, and I think, like, it could have been a good movie, just just let him do it. Give it a try. Again, I, I don't think it deserves the $400 million budget, but, like, even, like, 60, 70, 60, 70 million. Yeah. Would have been fine. Could make a really good movie with that. A decent, like Deadpool, really good example. Yeah. For 50. Logan million. was made for $50 million too. Logan. Yeah. Awesome movie. And I think this could have been done in the same way. Yeah. Not the big spectacle that they wanted to be, but again, not a well-known character. Yeah. You don't need to make this like so huge. Yeah. And some of these low budget movies have done much better than some of their Big budget X-Men movies. So. Joker was made also for $50 million and it made a shit ton of money. Has made more money than some of the biggest Marvel movies. Honestly, yeah. So, like, why not try it and see where it goes? And then again, always put more money into a sequel if it does well. Yeah, true. I, I just, I think they put too much thought into it and they didn't actually just go and do it. And I think they should have just, just done it. Because, again, with enough enthusiasm and enough good acting, and Channing Tim was a decent actor all around. Yeah. And he really wanted to do this, and I think he would have put his heart and soul into this character. Let him, let him give it a shot. Let him try it. Yeah, give him a smaller budget and let him do his thing, and it could have been amazing. Yeah, and honestly, like, I personally think that character would work as a low-budget character. Yeah, I think it would definitely work much better as a low-budget compared to a big-budget. $160 million, that was a stupid decision. Yeah. That was a dumb decision to give it that much money. All right, that's it. So let's talk about a movie, the one movie we wanted the most from this, one movie we're glad did not happen. Uh, I'll give you a chance to think about it, and I will go first. Uh, you want to list them off really quick or at least a few of them? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, so we're talking about Gambit, James Cameron's Spider-Man, uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie, uh, Luke Cage, uh, uh, David Bowie's uh, Black Widow and Daredevil, X-Men's First Class, Magneto. And there was also the other Black Widow movie, Wesley Snipes' Black Panther, Daredevil, but set in the 80s and the early 90s. And I think that's it, yeah. Okay. The one movie I wish that would have... I guess the one movie I wish didn't happen, I guess the Spider-Man movie. I'm glad... I like how the Sam Raimi movies came out, and this movie kind of seems like crap. And Spider-Man does not work as Radar. I like Radar superhero movies, but that's one character that doesn't make any sense to do as Radar. The one movie I wish would have happened, uh, I kind actually I do kind of like the idea of Joe Carnahan's Daredevil, even though there's no information about it. I like the idea of three movies set during different time periods in the 80s and early 90s. Actually, no, it wasn't even in the 80s. I'm sorry, 90s. It was the early 70s, the late 70s, and the early mid 80s. 80s. Yeah. Oh, mid 80s. Okay. So I think that would have been super cool to do time jumps between all these movies. So even though there's no information known about this, I want to see this the most. Mm. What do you think, Travis? 
I'm easily going to go for my favorite is going to be Luke Cage out of all these. Mm-hmm. That honest, Quentin Tarantino is a good director. Yeah. And I think being the time period, being one of the first, like kind of Marvel movies. Damn, that's loud. One of the first Marvel movies out there besides Captain America. And I think at the time, Howard the Duck and stuff. I think it would have been a good fit. So I really would have gone for that. Uh, least favorite. I definitely have to agree with you on the Spider-Man. I don't <laughs> want a rated R rapey Spider-Man. Like, no, it's not necessary. Especially since he's supposed to be young. Yeah. Like, yeah. that makes it even worse. Yeah. No, like, that's horrible. Again, I can understand the Peeping Tom one. It's not good. I can understand the <laughs> Peeping Tom one. I don't get the rapey fucking, uh, the, the rated R rapey Spider-Man. I, I don't get that. Uh, but if I don't have to go with that one, ooh, yeah, because that's probably the worst by far. Yeah. So I'm gonna force you to try come up with one that wasn't that. Yeah. Uh, what do I want to go with? Yeah, because um, you seem mostly positive of most of them. Yeah. They all had like pretty interesting ideas. Interesting premises, yeah. Uh, possibly the. The what was the Black Widow? Oh no, no, that one was good. Sorry, not the Black Widow one. I can't honestly think of another one that I wouldn't at least kind of want. That's fair. I guess we can throw it in for Spider Man. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess it's got to be the worst. <laughs> it's just got to be. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so that was our Marvel movies that did not happen. So, fun time talking about this. We did this because we didn't see Eternals. Sorry, I said it earlier. Magneto. There we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's what you said. The Magneto one. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was again. And I don't think it would have been a bad movie. I just think if the directors who made Wolverine the the first, not the X Men Origins or uh, Wolverine, that one, if those directors had made it, it wouldn't have been good. So yeah, that one and Spider Man two ones I wouldn't care for. There you go. Yeah, uh, I can agree with that too. Yeah, it's good they just combined the ideas into a better movie. Yeah. So we'll be doing a DC version of this at some point. The reason why we did this this week because we didn't see Eternals. Maybe I'll see it next week. Who knows? Or maybe we'll just wait till January when it comes out on Disney+. Plus. Honestly, that's probably be what's going to happen with me because I'm not super interested in it. That means one of us is going to spend money on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Hawkeye's out now, and apparently it's pretty good, so... What was my We're gonna have to do it at some point anyway. Damn, I'm already. I've got, I'm. I'm gone for like three streaming services. It's gonna have to be you. Yeah, it's probably gonna have to be me. That's fair. So, we'll get to it. I did also want to do an episode where we reviewed Marvel's What If and the Star Wars Visions. That was so good. I did. Finish. I want to do an episode of both. Oh no, one episode of covers Star Wars Visions and Marvel's What If, like an animated Disney Plus episode. Yeah. I don't think I finished What If, but I definitely finished Vision, and that was so good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. See, that's what I like. Different artists taking a property and doing something brand new. So that's what we, we were saying with, uh, what was it, I, I Love Death and Robots. When yes. the first season came out. It was different artists, different ideas, but they followed a similar theme. Mm. And that's kind of what the, the What If was. It was the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it kind of followed the movie themes. But it just took different liberties and show you a different universe of what could happen. Um, the the Star Wars one was basically just a bunch of random different stories from different time periods and different ideas, but all they all followed Star Wars theme. They all had robots and uh, Jedi fighting and stuff. Mm. And it was amazing. 
in my opinion, some of the best animation I've seen in a while. Really? Yeah. Uh, like the opening one is in black and white. Oh, that's cool. The very opening scene. And it was incredible because it, it gave so much detail in black and white. And huh. I thought it was awesome. I think more people should try to like, maybe not so many people, but a few people should try to do like classic animation style more. in animation, black and white. Yeah. That's interesting. Because it's that whole thing. You have to show emotion because you don't have the color scheme. You can't. Exactly. If someone's blushing, you can't see them blushing because there's no red mm. or pink or whatever. It's all should. in the facial expressions. All in the facial expressions. And if you can pull it off, I think it's good. And that one in particular was a, enough to impress me to keep watching it. And it wasn't a bad one, of course. Mm. So, yeah, I, I do... If one of us or one of our friends ever gets Disney Plus again, <laughs> I do highly recommend checking that out. We don't promote uh, no, 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 sharing between no. accounts. No, no, we, we borrow. Yeah, we borrow. We're friends. We borrow. Because, yeah, again, like, one of us has three. One of us has mm. two. Um, I think one of our friends has, like, three or two streaming services. One of us has Myel has HBO, which we both bum off. Exactly. So, again, we're borrowing from each other because... Of course, I don't think one person should have a restreaming service. That's that ridiculous. Would be so much money. Yeah. But like if, if it's four friends or five friends and you each share yours with each other with those four friends, I think that's fine. Yeah. Like borrowing between friends is fine. Definitely. If you give it to like 20 different people, mm. that's kind of a ripoff to the company. Yeah. But. But on the other hand, like Disney's got enough money. Well, I'm talking about like HBO because yeah, they're sure. the ones who don't care. Like, HBO, I'm super. This is their first full year out. I'm impressed by how good their inventory is. Inventory is not the right word. Oh, the selection. Selection is. I I think HBO is better than Netflix. I'll say it. Oh, so as far as qu- like the quality of movies they have, yes. As Netflix as, is now quantity over quality. They have quantity, but also some of the stuff they create, like they're going as far as like actually putting a lot of money into creating their own like stuff. Hmm. And I think they're doing an okay job with that because some of it's okay, it's pretty decent. Yeah. So I think it they've been in the game long enough to do that. HBO and a lot of the other ones are just starting out. Mm. So it's kind of that toss-up. I think Netflix is still an okay platform, but I think they're going to get left in the dust really quickly. Definitely. I don't think Hulu's ever going to beat Netflix. I think HBO Max is already better in terms of quality Yeah, than as, Netflix. Yeah. But again, they don't have a lot of their own content. Like, no, they don't. They have a few things. They have their own products, but not a lot. But like... When but I again, go their, their, list, their products are good. Like Game of Thrones, really, really good. Game of Thrones, yeah. So, but I mean more like, when I go on their movies, pretty much all their movies, I'm like interested in. They don't have the same amount of movies that Netflix does, but when I look there, I'm like, oh, I've heard about this movie. I heard it's good. This is good. This is good. I've seen that. That's good. When I see they have a list of a lot of good stuff I would like to see, Netflix, most of its stuff I've never heard of or is bullshit. That's and there's some good stuff scattered in there. Yeah. But HBO Max seems like it's like a bunch of stuff they know is good that they got the rights to and it's put on. Which is kind of my downside with it. So I, as you know, watch a lot of animation stuff. Not even just anime, but like animation in general. Um, mm-hmm. American animation, uh, European animation. And of course, I just uh, recently have watched a few that are on Netflix. And they do a lot more with newer animation. Like, HBO has Studio Ghibli. Yep. But that's kind of all they have. It I is. Don't and really, it's all older stuff. It's all older stuff. And it's good. It's good quality. And it's stuff people want to see. And I respect that. I also want to see the new stuff. I want to see what 
is new brought to the table. Sure. Which, again, Netflix does. They gave us a few of the new action movies that weren't amazing, but, you know, they kind of rip off of, like, Fast and Furious and other crap like that. Like, uh, was it Underground 6 and uh, Code Red or Red? Red Notice. Red Notice, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I love Deadpool. Yes. I'm sick of Ryan Reynolds' stick by now, which is sad because I loved him in Deadpool. But I feel like he's doing a Ryan Reynolds bit in every single movie now. They're hiring him to do the Ryan Reynolds bit in every movie, and he shouldn't do it in every movie. Yes. Yeah. I think he should take on some, try to do some more serious roles. Definitely. But yeah. Um, I think Deadpool works because Deadpool's that kind of character, but then creating a whole bunch of like Deadpool ripoffs that don't wear masks and just have Ryan Reynolds' face. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it works as well. I'm, I'm kind of sad. Mm. I haven't seen, uh, was it New Guy, Fall Guy? Yeah. Um, Whatever that one is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The one, the, the He's video, an NPC. Yeah, the video game one. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet, but I've seen a few. I've seen Underground 6. I saw whatever that newest one he was Red in. Red Notice, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, Dwayne Rock Johnson is another person I'm getting sick of. I don't mind Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Mm. I'm vaguely getting sick of, sick of Kevin Hart in <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah. Speaking of which, I meant for us to talk about this and we haven't done it yet. Uh, the fucking DC Super Pets trailer came out. Oh, yeah, we did watch a few trailers, which... We did. I don't know how long we have to do this. We've been going uh, for a while. Yeah, this is... Uh, we're at a little bit past an hour and a half. It's a little bit longer than we normally go. But also, we have a lot to talk about because we haven't done this in a while. That's also true, yeah. So we watched a few trailers. One was being Wonder Pets. DC Super Pets. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, It's a kid movie, but... Ugh. Originally, I was like, I don't like the idea of Dwayne Rock Johnson being crypto. I'm actually fine with him doing the voice. I just don't want Kevin Hart beating that. You see, that's the thing. I'm fine with, like, even though he's in too much stuff, the guy does too much. He should take a break, motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm fine with him being crypto, even though I think they could get a better voice actor. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, not a better one, but one that fits the role more. There we go. Because I don't think... uh, I don't think crypto should be the big, like, muscular, like, basically Superman, or I guess Black Adam, I guess, in this case, because mm. he's already in the DC universe. Um, I don't think he should be, like, that kind of voice. I think he should be a little bit more timid. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Realm Royal should be crypt- crypto. No! <laughs> God, no. I already see him enough in live action movies, so I'm about to hear him do his bit in animation form, I'll kill myself. That's fair. Uh, I used to love, like... Seeing Ron Reynolds and his passion to make Deadpool made me so happy. Kind of like Chan Tatum's, but people don't care about Chan Tatum the same way they care about Ryan Reynolds or Deadpool. <laughs> or at least Deadpool. the studio doesn't. Or at least the studio doesn't. Yeah. But God, am I sick of seeing Ryan Reynolds in trailers now. and He's doing the same bit. Mm-hmm. I saw a clip from Red Notice today. They're like doing like a minute clip from the movie. And he was doing the Ryan Reynolds bit. He was like, they're in like a prison. And he's like, oh, you don't want the prisoners to know you're a cop. And oh, yeah, then, that was really annoying. And like he stands up to like all the prisoners, like a hundred prisoners in this like cafeteria. He's like, he is not a cop. He is not a cop. And it's supposed to be comedic, but it's also like really stupid. Every single person now knows he's he's a cop. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> uh, the one thing I will say, I actually like the banter between him and uh, the Rock, the Rock, better than I like the Rock and Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart is very squeaky. Yeah. Not to be mean to the guy, he's just he got a very squeaky voice, and I don't think that so much works with The Rock. What about uh, Ryan Reynolds and Wayne Rod Johnson banter 
versus Jason Statham and The Rock in that Fast and Furious movie. Okay, they are much better. Sorry. Mm. So I actually personally, my again, personal opinion, I think uh, Ryan Reynolds works better with Samuel L. Jackson because I thought they were really good in that weird uh, Hitsman. Hitsman movie thing. Or, Hitman Assassin, whatever Hitman's Bride or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever it was called. I thought they were really good at that. I thought their banter was awesome. Mm. I think they work better together because Samuel Jackson is a more serious character. I think Dwayne the Drockson is a bit more of a comedic. Even though he's got a very serious voice, he's a bit more He's comedic. also comedic, too. Yeah. Uh, you saw him in Moana. He got very funny, very charismatic. Which is why he works good with Jason Statham, who's, who's pretty very much serious. serious. Yeah, so it's basically like Samuel Jackson is Jason Statham in a way. And they work better with the comedic, charismatic characters. Sure. So I don't like Kevin Hart with anybody of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like Kevin Hart. Yeah, uh, no, he's I, fine. As a comedian, I think he's good. Yeah. And he's fine as an actor in certain roles. What about going back to what we're talking about, Super Pets? Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> So I hate the animation style because, again, it's supposed to be very childish, but it just looks stupid because... Uh, back in the, what was it, early 2000s and whatnot, we, or even late 2000s, we had really good animation from DC. We had really dark, gritty animation, but mm. it looked awesome. It looked intimidating. And now they're doing all this light, fluffy stuff that I don't like. Uh, Teen Titans Go, for example. Yep. The the Wonder Pets, which kind of reminds me of, uh, what was that other one with Kevin Hart where he's a rabbit? Yeah, it reminds me just like that movie, The Secret Life of Pets. That one. Yeah, the animation it looks style just like that reminds me of that, and I hate that animation style with no passion. Did you have to smash that off? Everything? Yeah, I agree. It looks just like Secret Life of Pets. He plays a pet in it, and it's horrible. Dwayne the Rock Johnson kind of works, or he does work. Kevin Hart's too distracted. I don't want him in this movie. Yeah, um, I don't want the animation style. I don't. Also, my biggest thing. Okay, so it's uh, Super Pets. We get. Uh, Crypto the Superdog, right? Crypto the Superdog, yeah. And possibly, air quotes here, Ace the Bat Hound. Yep. And that's it. Even though they call him Instructor Dog. Instructor, they call him Instructor Dog, and that's his superpowers. He's indestructible, but Ace was actually a dog. Yeah. Just a dog, and he was kind they of... They don't have any of our pets from the Legion of Super Pets in the movie. Yeah. That's so, it. They just have a pig and a... Like a was it a rat or a squirrel or something? Pretty uh, a uh, a squirrel or chipmunk, a pig. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, turtle. A, a, a turtle. A, a, yeah. uh, the the Flash's turtle. Yeah. Um, they all had powers and they all had super powers, but it just felt like the Secret Life of Pets. Like it was animals with powers that were doing something to save Superman, but he didn't even wear the costume because he was like they didn't really. I don't. Maybe they didn't have the rights to Superman. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It looks stupid and horrible. I don't like it. What about the other movies that, uh, we should probably go through these pretty quickly, but other movies that came out during the DC Phantom, uh, the Flash teaser trailer, the Black Adam, very much a teaser, and the Batman full-length trailer. Mm. Batman looked amazing, but I thought it would from the beginning. Mm. So I'm not, can't doubt that in any way. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, it's it's very much... It's going back to kind of what are they? The Michael Keaton and uh, the the Batman begin Batman Beyond Batman Begins. Whatever it was. The, like the Christopher Nolan Christopher Batmans. Nolan Batman. Yeah. 
Um, it's going back to very much he's a humanoid fighting very humanoid people. Yeah, he's not fighting people with superpowers. Yeah, even though Batman can, um, yeah. he, he does fight like Killer Croc and all that. Like he does fight people with superpowers, but it's bringing us back to that gra- grassroots before Batman becomes like Justice League material. Yeah, exactly. And I like that. I, I do too. really like that. And I do not mind. Not that I've ever been following much of uh, who's the actor again. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Twilight. Yep. There Twilight we go. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. I've never followed him, but he seems to fit the role really well. And for the young Batman, yeah. Yeah, for a younger-ish Batman. I do like him. And I really like how Catwoman was in this trailer. She was amazing. Yes. And the penguin looked intimidating as all freaking hell. Yes. I liked the penguin. I liked the penguin. I didn't Riddler's get... going to be in there, too. I... He's not in it a lot, though. It's, they didn't even show the... Well, I think they showed him behind a mask, but they didn't really show the Riddler's face, which is kind of disappointing. Because they showed yeah. everyone else's face, but there's, like, this big reveal to Riddler when, like, normally the Joker's, like, the big bad guy. But anyway... Riddler's a good bad guy. Don't mind that at all. Good, good overall trailer and hopefully very good trailer. Yeah. Do you like the car? You like the Batmobile? Oh, I, so I'm kind of disappointed, just a little bit, because um, this is kind of like an early Batman set in. I'm assuming earlier days, like 90s or something. I think so. Yeah, 80s or 90s, and I can very much tell that's a brand new car underneath. It's actually a Camaro. You can oh, tell really? by the headlights. At least I can. Huh. Um. So I can very much tell like the car is based off a very modern car. Only downside, but again, it still looks cool. It still yeah. very looks very Batman esque, even though yeah. it doesn't have the big like flame, uh, super like jet engine on the back that most of the Batmobiles have. I'm not going to doubt it for that. Good segue to the Flash trailer. While we don't see him, we hear his voice. We see his cowl. We see what looks like the original Michael Keaton Batmobile <sighs> underneath the uh, sheet. Looks like they're doing Flashpoint Paradox. Mixed with supposedly Ben Affleck's Batman will be there, but I think the main Batman in this is going to be Michael Keaton's, which is awesome to see him come back. I kind of see it as like kind of like the Batman Beyond, like Batman role of like mm. kind of like the mentor role rather than he's not going to be going out kicking ass or anything like that. But he's going to be showing the Batman, like the I'm hoping Robert Patterson's one there as well. That'd be cool. Because yeah. it could be the two of them kind of showing Robert Pattinson's Batman, the new Batman, the one we're going to be getting, how they do Batman stuff. Mm. I don't think Ben Affleck should show him because he kills a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't kill people, air quotes. Air quotes. Uh, yeah. So I don't think he should be showing him, but the Michael Keaton one should definitely, because the Michael Keaton one was awesome. Yes. I'm very excited for that to come out. Uh, Black Adam, very quick trailer, but yeah, it looks good. Very quick. Intimidating. Uh, I can't really tell what it's going to be. Is it going to be like a villain like backstory, kind of like Cruella, or is it going to be like he's an anti-hero doing his own thing? I'm having the feeling it's going to be an anti-hero movie. Kind of sad. Yeah. I really always have seen Black Adam as being the the, the villain of the, the crap. That's why I wish they made him the villain of Shazam. Exactly. Which is Shazam. what they originally wanted him to do. Yeah, but that's why the main villain of that movie is very similar to Black Adam in like his powers and stuff. Yeah, so I I don't know. It's it's a tough call because he could work as an antihero, but like, what's he gonna do from here? Is he just gonna join the Legion of Villains and be a villain from here on out, or is he gonna continue on being an antihero for the rest of time? And we're never gonna get him see the see him in the Shazam fight. Yeah, I don't know, cause like. Queen's Rock Johnson's like, he can pull off the villain, but he's never played a villain in a movie. He's always an anti-hero. So they're yeah. going to make him the anti-hero and is, eh. It's sad. Yeah. 
I, don't know, I think I think they could do better. I, I, I do like the character. I, I don't mind that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is playing him. I just think that I don't want him to be an antihero. I want him to be a straight up villain. Yeah, and of course, this is just a teaser trailer. We'll talk more about when the full trailer comes out. But yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. So this episode went long, so we're going to be wrapping up. So no comic book of the week, game of the week, or at the movies next uh, episode. We will be talking about recent movies and TV shows we've been watching recently. I have some good ones. Travis has some good ones. So we've watched recently that aren't related to the topic of the episode. We're going to talk about a comic book I've been reading recently, which is really good. And also at least one or two games I've been playing recently, which I've been having a blast with. So when we wrap this episode up a little bit, uh, a little bit, well, not quicker than I projected because this episode is a little bit longer. But we so much cool Marvel movies that didn't happen that I want to talk about that. We got to wrap this episode up. We'll talk to you next time on Trash Talk Podcast. I don't think we have a plan for our next episode, but we'll have something good coming up. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time on Trash Talk Podcast. Have a good night.